0: That if we told people they were at risk they would move they presumed that over the life of the program those discounts wouldn't need to be con- uh, continued and they presumed they wouldn't need to be continued because once people knew they had the risk they would move out that has not proven true no but of course it hasn't because that's not
1: how people work we will gladly accept huge risks to our personal safety for the sake of a discount. That was the entire premise behind the McDonald's dollar menu. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what was that all about there, Sean? So it was about the, the National Flood Insurance Program, which is a program that was put in place once private companies stopped offering people flood insurance. The government got involved and said, okay, we will, we will help subsidize this, and we will give extra money to people in high-risk uh, homes that kind of constantly get flooded uh, over and well, over yeah. and
0: over. In in essence, we'll run an insurance company that will never ever make money because we will take enormous losses.
2: Yes, and they and and the taxpayers will pay the rest of it. And what that guy was saying was that the the program assumed that once the government told, oh, by the way, you're in this high risk place here's the insurance to cover you while you find a new place, and then eventually people
0: would move, and they wouldn't have to insure those anymore. Nobody left. Did
1: they actually thought that? Move and do what? Crazy. Demolish
0: the house and not sell it to anybody? Just take a loss and move on? It's crazy. So the government subsidizes living in a flood zone, assuming that'll cause less of it. What? Wow, That's, that is ridiculous. This is
3: ridiculous.
1: Move
0: to higher ground, you soggy biatches. I understood- That's what I
1: say, huh? I understood that the government got involved because private companies are saying i'm not i'm not insuring that too risky if we did that all the time we'd we'd go broke someday but so i guess then so what does society decide nobody gets to live there
0: well if you want to live there live there and if your home gets destroyed that's your problem yeah well, well nobody would, would live there in that situation would they uh, probably not. Well, yeah, some some would, but it, the neighborhoods would be different. It mm-hmm. would probably be kind of a downtrodden, uh, the less fortunate area. There, but you know why somebody who lives at uh, you know three thousand feet of elevation should be paying for somebody to live in a flood zone. In essence, through their taxes, is, it's fairly questionable. How about the
1: people living on cliffs where the house always slides into the water and then gets built back up? Is that regular insurance or is that some sort of cliff cliffside insurance? Uh, or I, uh, I don't know. I'd earthquake
2: earthquake zones I'm all that cliffside. Stuff. Come to me for cliffside insurance. <laughs> cliffside.
0: Um, I, I I I don't know. Um. I'm trying to think back to my uh, my uh, homeowners insurance researches of the past. I, I know it'd be expensive as hell to be to, for instance, you know, uh, insure a home uh, on top of a cliff in Malibu. I mean, that would be really expensive insurance. I'm sure they would come over several times and have a geologist report and, and the rest of it. You know, Judy and I tried to get uh, insurance for uh, our, our little place there in the midst of a gigantic pine forest which will occasionally catch fire, and it's become very, very difficult in recent years to get homeowner's insurance. Um, and, and the federal government doesn't seem interested in giving me any help.
1: From the text line on the uh, Chris Christie saying they're not going to try to flip Manafort, Christie is the expert on people flipping politics, party lines, burgers, pancakes.
3: Oh,
0: oh no. See, no. So we no. saw that one coming. It's, no, that's not good. That's not good not proud of you for saying that. I'm not proud of you for reading it, Jack. Too much.
1: So you like the juice baseball? You want all the home runs? You think it's
0: juiced. You're, oh, so don't you, don't you leap to conclusions on me, sir. So the most home runs
1: ever in a season by quite a bit, and now the most home runs in a World Series by quite a bit. It's just global
0: just, warming. <laughs> just one of those years or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and and the pitchers are talking about the baseball is a little more slippery. It's harder to yeah. hang on to and spin in the rest of it. Yeah, baseball wanted to tweak the game a little, get to get a little more offense. But I think kids that, are playing their video games, uh, gobbling up their opioids. They got to do something to make the game more exciting. But I think the the, the excitement
1: is only be if you're trained to not expect that sort of thing. If it becomes regular, it won't be the same excitement, will it?
0: Yeah, I think it, it'll be better than than the pitchers' duels. Yeah, than a one nothing game. Mm-hmm. Just people like scoring. They like the ball flying through the air. They like the the, the crowd roaring. People running around the bases. It's more I, fun than guys not running around. the Basis.
2: i blame fantasy sports really yeah yeah because people kind of conflate the two it's like oh i want this guy to be good on my fantasy team it's hard to have a guy do well on your fantasy team in a one to nothing game
0: unless you specifically have the pitcher or something like that well, well
1: they got to do something
0: well and i'm telling you there might be the most beautifully played football game just flawless scheming and execution etc and if they wear out all the grass between the 30 yard lines and nobody ever scores the the masses of fans are going to say that game was boring yep but
1: a lot of the excitement watching baseball my whole life is when somebody when the Dodgers hit a three-run home run I thought oh, okay well it's over that's a, I'm going to watch but crap right. it's over and then the other team comes back and does the same thing the next inning. Right. That just well, blows see, your mind.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah, these these games have been spectacular for that very reason. But 10 years down the line If every game's like that when the games are 30 to you know the 28 yeah it, it will lessen the impact but they'll they'll deal with that when they get there. And also most teams. Just
1: poor pitchers. I mean, my God. It's rough to be a pitcher on either team.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, how about the old uh, Justin Verlander, was it? The other day he gave up two hits in seven and two-thirds or something like that. Uh, and they were both home runs. That's, that's rough. That's rough. Nobody with a loop single, nobody with a little line drive got it through. No, just home runs. A non-sports note from the World Series for those of you who aren't sports fans. I know this is
1: like an old tired cliche about baseball that they spit a lot but it has become ridiculous mm. it's ridiculous they they spit it's t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t. Like that. Some yeah. of the players, they just spit constantly. And you don't need to do that. It's just a culture that is taken over. They don't do that in tennis or golf or, or football or basketball or any other sport where mm. you're running around and doing all that sort of stuff. It's just a weird culture thing. What's his name? The little guy, the the, the munchkin? Yeah. You see him dive from that one ball in slow motion. As he's going down, he's going
0: p- 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 spitting as he went to the ground diving for a ball. He can't stop spitting that guy. Wow. It's disgusting. Well, see, but Jack, you're you're just you're speaking in broad terms because you're not a real sports fan. There's all sorts of different kinds of spitting. Oh. There is sesame seed spitting. Sure. These guys chew lots of seeds and that this That's is, getting rid of seeds. This is a lot of saliva spitting. Then there's saliva spitting, the Ew. standard issue saliva spitting, and then there's the giant chaw of tobacco. Super gross. Looks like you're you're unleashing four quarts of motor oil spitting oh. that they also do. It's a very salivary sport.
1: And they got a they got a band spitting. Now that we have HD television, I just don't need to see your your wadded up saliva on the end of your tongue. That, that is the case. clearly in 1080i. When you were watching
0: on a 13 inch, you know maybe black and white TV, we didn't get color for a while. It just didn't matter. a guy could drop his pants and drop a deuce on the infield, and you couldn't tell what he's he's still in second base. I can't tell. <laughs> but now you got a 50 inch TV. It's in the the, the, the you can. You know, if his nose hairs need a trimming, you know it. Yeah, stop spitting. Yeah, it's, awful. it's terrible. The next game's in law? Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. It's 2-3-2. Yes. Two, two. Is that what Tomorrow we're doing these Tomorrow night,
1: Halloween? Come on. Arr- Am I going to have to tell my kids that Halloween is Thursday and lie to them? Yes, yes, you will. And we'll just knock on random people's houses. There, How come there are no kids out, Dad? I don't know. We must be early or late or something. Nobody seems to have any candy left <laughs> over either. This is Why weird. is everybody calling the
0: police? Nah, just trick or treat from like five to six. You have some good uh, pause time on your DVR. Zap through the commercials. The game will be... Zap through Joe Buck uh, touting obscure TV shows you'll never watch.
1: The game will be five hours long anyway, oh, so you'll have time to catch plenty of it. Oh, please, please,
0: no. No, I need to sleep one of these days.
1: Tim the Lawyer on a little later in the program. For
0: those of you who are Tim the Lawyer fans, always, always a good time. And coming up, Joe Getty's Is It Real Racism? Or Social Justice Wishing? I don't know. We could talk about Kevin Spacey, the whole thing. He drunkenly tried to sex up a 14-year-old boy. 32 years ago, I think? How about Mark
1: Halperin's statement? I thought it was a unique statement among these kinds of things.
0: Alright, like to hear that. He was accused of uh, gropings and dry humpings and harassments. Erection sittings. Oh, boy. Stay tuned to
1: the Armstrong and Getty Show. Polls that are out today, a couple of your different major polls, new low for their polls, and um, he had been up, and he dropped five points or, or so in the last month. He'd been up around uh, forty two or so in most of these same polls, which is, I mean, you can get reelected in in that in that zone, uh, but he's back down in the thirties again, and uh, most people are guessing it's over the whole uh,
0: call in the families. Th- Flap? No, the Gold Star families, the widow, yeah. Et cetera. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. It was interesting I was hanging out with some lads uh, this weekend and and my wife and um and and uh, you know I have this sort of conversation semi regularly with people IRL in real life and the burnout, news burnout, politics burnout is unmistakable. Oh yeah. Whether it's the incredible volatility of the uh, the Trump experience or the oversaturation of cable news and the rest of it, uh, I'm really, really sensing that people have had it up to here and well, just want to live their lives.
1: It's similar to what I was saying about the whole juiced baseballs in the World Series. It's exciting the first time, yeah, but eventually you're going to get used to it, right? And just think, okay, I'm not I'm not going to get that excited about a three run home run because there'll probably be several more this game. I'm not. I think we might be there with the news. It's pretty pretty amazing that all these. Crazy things are happening, but at some point you're going to think, well, there'll be another crazy thing tomorrow or this afternoon, and they all kind of go away, and you don't even remember them a week later, so whatever.
0: Well, when a week ago we did our Trump-Free Monday, there were, a, there were some really good tweets or something the president unleashed. I thought, ah, that's fine, we'll talk about them tomorrow, or something even crazier will happen tomorrow, so I think we're there already.
1: Uh, we got this text. Uh, I don't know if it's um, fair to read this text or not. This might make me a bad person. I don't know. Oh, boy. Because I don't have any idea who this is coming from. I'm a former stage actor, and it was widely known as recently as 2005 that Kevin Spacey was a sexual predator, and he regularly forced himself on younger male actors. He does give his name, uh, the, the this texter, so he wasn't hiding behind anonymity. And he said, I'm sorry, what was the time frame he gave? Recently is 2005, because he was a former stage actor. Okay. Um, I don't have any idea. There is also the culture that we've learned some from Milo Yiannopoulos about, where it is a little more common and, I guess, acceptable. Accepted. Accepted. Yeah. It's not acceptable for me. Right. I wouldn't agree if it were my own 14-year-old son, certainly. Not even close. But it is accepted in in some settings, I guess, that uh, older gay men teach younger gay men the ropes. And it's been that way for quite a while. We've heard from people say, hell no, that ain't true, and gotten lots of texts from people say, yeah, it's absolutely true. So I don't know. Is Kevin Spacey one of those guys? And if he is, is that a different thing than if it were women that he was doing this to? If you haven't heard the story, he apparently crawled on top of a 14-year-old dude when he was uh, drunk. At a party.
0: Well, right, yeah, and well, the, he was a kid. who was it happened to be on a Broadway play too, so he was at this party. But he was bored because he didn't know anybody, so he went into Kevin Spacey's bedroom, just watched TV. And then uh, time went by. Kevin Spacey appears in the doorway, allegedly clearly swaying, clearly drunk. Everybody else is left, and he lays on top of him, and, and and the guy said, "Get the hell off me!" and left. Um and and there you have it i mean it's aberrant behavior no doubt and and, and spacey has come out and well he's come out and come out and, and for a 14 year old girl though this would be a bigger bigger story there's no doubt about that right i think it would be yeah yeah i really do um but the guys resented it and been freaked out by kevin spacey being famous ever since and and spacey put out a uh, a statement which i don't have in front of me i thought i did Um, essentially saying that is drunk and unacceptable behavior. And I'd like to talk to him. He doesn't. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah.
1: Which is pretty good. It's pretty good. He said, I don't remember but if I did it, that's just, that's completely unacceptable. Yeah. I want to talk to him and blah, blah, blah. And I need to take a look at my behavior.
0: But, uh, you know, it's, it's probably worth mentioning to the people saying, no, that doesn't happen. That's not normal. Unless I am incorrect. Um, a trust, a source I trust very much told me that in Harvey Milk's autobiography, the legendary gay San Francisco politician, he talks about how he really likes young gay men, like not 18. He's got a real attraction to them. So obviously there are some people in the gay community that accept that, okay, because the guy's like a legend in San Francisco, gay rights icon.
1: If you'd like to jump into that, Convo, 415-295-KFTC is our text line, 415-295-KFTC. And, well, and, and just say, my point oh.
0: is, I mean, if there was some great libertarian personality who who I really admire, but turns out he really likes 15-year-old girls. I mean, forget it. He's just, forget it. I'm sorry. I can't, can't be a fan of yours anymore, but it is accepted in some quarters of the gay world.
1: Don't want to be blaming the victim, but hey, parents don't let your 14-year-old go to a drinking party full of a bunch of adult actors and actresses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> the guy's mom is passed, and he's actually said in an incredibly overlong piece on Buzzfeed that I read part of last night that he doesn't want people to judge his mom cuz she probably thought it was fine that his role models were there and blah blah blah, but
1: um yeah, God, there's a horrible story about a priest in the paper today. Mm. It had been uh... sexing up kids. Yeah, and mm. and 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 the number of moms who would, you know, put their young boy with this guy because he was somebody they could trust, role model, that whole thing. Oof. Uh back to Kevin Spacey. Somebody just texted this. We should look for it. Family Guy had an episode where it showed Stewie running naked through the mall. I remember this. Oh, right. Yelling help! I just escaped Kevin Spacey. Help, I just escaped Kevin Spacey's basement. And that was in 2005. I remember that. I remember that, too. Was that
0: another of Seth MacFarlane's yes, outing sexual predators? I guarantee you. Wow. Seth
1: heard that, believed it, and wanted to put it out there.
2: Wow.
0: Like he
1: did with the Harvey Weinstein jokes. Wow. <laughs> Why else would you... How, how, how else do you explain that joke from 2005 and the story that just came out over the weekend? I think you have. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> right. I, I don't think nobody needs any more explaining. So, so Say over, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so um,
1: part of Kevin Spacey's apology also was I am gay.
0: I have chosen to live as a gay man.
1: And right. some people in the gay community are angry about that. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, I had a, we an emailer put it rather habitually. Uh, he turned on the rainbow sign to, to distract us all, or just switched on the mm-hmm. rainbow light. I, I didn't take it that way, but um, I I think yeah, I I do, I okay. did. Um, hang on a second. Apparently, saying I don't have the statement over and over again is not I just think for it would be somebody w- to give it to me.
2: I just think it would be weird. <laughs> of, you, you summarized it. Here's the the Family Guy clip. Help! I've escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. Help me! Yeah, come on now. <laughs> oh, and that's boy. in
1: 2005. I think it'd be weird if I got if the sto- if a story was out there that I drunkenly crawled on top of a 14-year-old boy and I'm gay and I and I and I don't mention oh ob- but yeah I'm gay so that explains why the boy part otherwise it's just a really a weird it's, a, it's an extra weird story right
0: well it's a, it's a story about it's- drunken wrestling then you know if you have no sexual interest in in males at all all right here's the complete statement I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. He is the alligator. He's made the allegations.
2: Are you pleased
0: with that? (laughs) Just let it go. What are you, 12? (laughs) Let me start again. I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I am beyond horrified to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over 30 years ago. But if I did behave then as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. And I'm sorry for the feelings he describes having carried with him all these years. This story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. I know that there are stories out there about me and that some have been fueled by the fact that I've been so protective of my privacy. As those closest to me know, in my life, I have had relationships with both men and women. I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. How does that explain
1: Chase and Stewie, who's a baby, although a very mature one?
0: (laughs) As apologies go, that's pretty good. Yeah. We got this note from Carl from Denver, who represents a certain point of view, I think. Um, uh, Just in case I ever do something truly reprehensible. Oh, whoever Kevin Spacey's publicist is, I'm putting them in my Rolodex. I know, 80s much? It's brilliant. Turn on your rainbow lantern, and everyone will look over there, because the mystery is finally broken. More brilliant and subtle, talk about loving men. You're not seriously going to frown on love, even if it's same sex, are you? You must be the bad guy. Next up, use the phrase young man when talking about the boy victim.
1: 14-year-old, mm, yeah. Well, my dad would refer me to a young man, but he wasn't trying to cover up anything.
0: Yeah, he was He was 14. He looked younger. According to the actor himself, he was very young looking so he played a lad on Broadway. Wow,
1: that's interesting because I was thinking, okay maybe he's one of those 14 year olds that looked like a 20 year old when he was 14.
0: No I no. saw no, okay. no I saw a contemporary picture of him and he, he so looked,
1: Spacey would have known it was a child.
0: Oh yeah oh yeah well plus they knew each other because they both they were both currently in pretty popular Broadway shows. So, yeah, he, there was no way he was uh, confused about that. Spacey, okay, well then if Spacey was girl, 26 at the time. Although.
1: If this was a girl, this is a different story.
0: It's Roman Polanski. Although uh, this uh, although this was not, uh, no act was consummated other than a uh, drunken attempt, apparently. Okay. And there has been much pushback against the
2: kind of the rainbow smokescreen. screen. Okay. Sort of by gay uh, activists, yeah, other, all other, sorts of people, uh, yeah. a, a lot of Twitter outrage, a lot of other kind of publicly gay people saying that, you know, coming out should be a beautiful thing. Attaching it to this vile act is a uh, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah. OK. Uh, for, for, for on the other hand, if you are Kevin Spacey answering to a not remembered 30 year old allegation of wanting to get with a boy, you almost have to throw that in there. I see what Jack was saying before, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Authorities believe alcohol was involved.
1: And Mark Halpern, the political analyst, said all this stuff happened back at ABC back in the nineties. Uh, I got—I realized I was off the track. Got uh, counseling. There have been no complaints. Nothing like this has happened in any of the jobs since.
0: Well, I give that one about seventy-two hours, and if nobody uh, contradicts him, I mean. Well,
1: he said, I never settled any cases. I've never had to be in that position. And, and there was never an official H.R. complaint. Of course, O'Reilly said that, too, and Megan Kelly said he's lying.
0: So. Well, yeah, and the, the whole never been an official complaint. That's bull-ass. You just undermined your righteousness to me, sir. It's because people were afraid to, you scumbag. Don't throw that in your statement. Wow, that's weak. I have more to say on that.
3: All right. What's coming up in your news, Ryan? Uh, Well, we'll have more indictments and charges in the Russian election, tampering investigation, the Las Vegas shooter's brain to undergo some deep testing, and the latest in a series of memorials to Southern generals set to be removed is one that honors a man who became president well before the Civil War.
1: Gotcha. All that's on the way. And Tim, the lawyer, uh, next hour, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. just fired Mark Halpern. He was uh, just suspended or taken off the air, so apparently they didn't care about his statement.
2: <clears throat> the uh,
1: Sopranos star, what was the daughter's name? Meadow. Meadow has just come out alleging a violent attack from Harvey Weinstein years wow. ago. Maybe we'll get you to the details of that.
0: Wow. And she's, I mean, she's pretty young now. Oh, she
1: had to be a child. That's right. She had to be, right? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it could have been since then. Anyway, we'll get into that. Right now, the news with Ryan Harris.
3: Good morning. Just into the Armstrong and Getty News Center, the military judge overseeing Bo Bergdahl's desertion case says he will not dismiss charges because of comments made by President Donald Trump during his campaign. Judge says the president's comments did not jeopardize the integrity of the proceedings but promised to consider them as a mitigating factor for Bergdahl's sentence. The defense claimed the negative repar- remarks made by the president may have been pre- prejudicial Bergdahl was captured by the Taliban in 2009 when he left his base in Afghanistan. A third person is being charged in the Russia probe. NBC News now confirms that former Donald Trump campaign adviser George Papadopoulos being charged by special counsel Robert Mueller for making false statements to the FBI about his contact with foreign nationals tied to the Russian government. Former campaign chair Paul Manafort and his associate Rick Gates indicted this morning on 12 counts, including conspiracy against the U.S. President responded on Twitter with sorry, but this is years ago before Paul Manafort was part of the Trump campaign. He says there is no collusion.
1: Okay, the Manafort one, and we've discussed that a lot. Uh, he could just be a uh, criminal from way back, and it has nothing to do with collusion. This third one, though, this third indictment guy, so he was lying about contacts with the Russians. Now, this one could get to the collusion thing, right?
0: Well, I've heard what he lied about characterized a couple of different ways. I don't know. I okay. heard he lied about whether he advised the president to get in touch with Russian leaders and meet with them or whatever, but I don't by, know.
1: by the way, Manafort, who was getting super rich off of uh, uh, bad people mostly that uh, were working against the United States, was well, living...
0: I heard it put, he defended some of the most indefensible regimes on earth.
1: And made a lot of money off of it. Yeah. Some of his lifestyle, we now know, um, he spent almost a million dollars at an antique rug store in Alexandria, Virginia, to uh, furnish one of his homes. Mm. Nine hundred thirty-four thousand dollars on antique rugs. On
0: rugs, yeah, you 8- walk on them.
1: Eight hundred and fifty grand on men's clothes in New York, and another five hundred and twenty to a clothing store in Beverly Hills. Geez, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to spend. on clothes. Really expensive suits, I guess. Uh, He spent on one of his homes, he's got a whole bunch, $820,000 on landscaping for one of his homes in the Hamptons. Nice. Must be some nice shrubs. Oh, yeah. Nice shrub.
0: You know, he's probably got a a little walkway out to the street and lights next to each stone, I'll bet. Oh, cool. Yeah. Those little paper stones. Uh, I love those. You
1: never actually walk on. Right. And he spent... Five and a half million dollars. All right, this is different. $1.3 million on lighting and home entertainment for one of his homes in Florida. He better have some really good subwoofers. Right? 1.3 mil. Good God. You are too rich if you're doing that.
3: Scientists are preparing to do a microscopic study, that is, of the Las Vegas gunman's brain. But the experts say whatever they might find won't likely be what led him to kill 58 people. Las Vegas authorities say Stephen Paddock's brain being sent to Stanford University for a long examination after a visual inspection during an autopsy found no abnormalities. If a disease is found, experts say it would be false science to conclude it caused or even contributed to the worst mass shooting in modern U.S. history. This is a couple married 22 years who survived the shooting were killed in a crash near their Riverside County, California oh. home. Yeah, terrible. Dennis and Lorraine Carver's twenty-year-old daughter says her parents had grown deeper in love since he jumped on top of her to shield her from gunfire at the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival. Back
1: to the October the scumbag first. shooter. So it's been announced we're taking a look at his brain. We don't expect to find anything, but if we do, it doesn't mean anything.
3: Okay, that's essentially <laughs> what they're saying, right? Well, but they're going to take a deep look at it for All sure. Right. And the Alexandria, Virginia church where George Washington worshiped for decades. Oh yeah,
1: this story, holy cow.
3: Well, they say they're going to remove a memorial honoring the first president, Christ Church. This this,
1: this is where we are. James Woods tweeted over the weekend, and so it begins. We now have a church where George Washington used to go to service, and they took away the plaque saying George Washington used to go to this church because he was a slave owner. That's step one, right? How do you right. not take him? Uh, ask to take him off the money, take down the monument, change the name of the state. How, uh, there it, are it's those who, who do George and more George freaking well. Washington, not a Confederate soldier. George freaking Washington, right? Unbelievable.
3: Yeah, Christchurch says it's planning to remove the memorial to the nation's first president and one to Robert E. Lee. They say the memorials are divisive and make some members and visitors feel like they're not welcome at the church. Due to Lee and Washington's history as slave owners, those plaques expected to be removed by next summer. Robert, whole- Robert E.
1: Lee, I'll take that argument even though I disagree, buddy,
0: I'll take that argument. But
1: Washington? Don't you have to leave the country if you're offended by Washington?
0: The whole I don't feel welcome thing is so clearly projecting, and it's so clearly pretending for the purpose of being a victim, it's ridiculous. The, the pastor says welcome, the members say welcome, everybody says welcome, but there's a plaque of Washington, George freaking
3: Washington on the wall, and you don't feel welcome. I'm calling BS on that. And I do have a memory of something in a history class that George Washington let his slaves go after he left office. He let them go. Now, free, so, yeah, I don't know. Eventually let them go. That's better than nothing. Anyway, I'll have more for you here a little later in the show. I'm Ryan Harris on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the Voice of the West.
1: But if you're offended by that at the church, seriously, it's got to be tough to get through your day handling $1 bills and hearing about the news and the government out of Washington, D.C. And
0: right, in and the state, and virtually, I, I would imagine there's a Washington in every state in the Union. Yeah. And if I only went to places where I was welcomed, I would never leave my apartment. <laughs> That's a good point. I wish you weren't here.
2: Excellent.
1: I don't know. Wow.
0: Joe starting
1: the week with a cry for help. I don't
2: it's
0: know Monday. if there's any point
2: in this
1: anymore. It's Monday. Exactly.
0: What are we doing this
2: for? This is this is
0: this is his Wednesday activities so, on a Monday. <laughs> I got the Halperin thing. Yeah. It's a moral conundrum. I haven't gotten to my my real racism or not. Mm-hmm.
1: I'd kind of like to hear what uh, Meadow Soprano says Weinstein did to her. but
0: It's not Meadow
2: Soprano. A different. Oh, a different? Yeah, a different actress. Which she, one is it? Uh, she played Tony's girlfriend from season three. Oh, her. that's the crazy
0: girlfriend from the card The
2: one who sold the Mercedes yeah, Benz to Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was something. You are a wackadoo.
0: I believe
1: you <laughs> said that to her. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. Jack-o'-lanterns yesterday with the kids. Good stuff. Good scary jack-o'-lanterns. Waited till dark last night, put in the candles. Ooh, spooky.
0: Satanism. Teaching new children to embrace Satanism. Absolutely. That's what we're doing. Or carving up pumpkins. Well, enjoy yourselves.
1: Sam was willing this year to stick his hand inside and pull the goo out. Oh, yeah. Which he wouldn't do in past years, but his little brother would not. Oh, boy. He he did a little bit and
0: he said he couldn't do it. It yeah. is pretty gross. It looks disgusting. Oh, it's horrible. That <laughs> texture—you, oh, yeah. you, you have a oh, visceral yeah. caveman reaction to that texture. That texture is bad.
1: It's got the combination of looking like spiderwebs and feeling like just a uh,
0: snot. <laughs> Please, it's gross. It's horrible. Speaking of gross and horrible, Mark Halperin, respected wow. Ooh, political I know, I know. commentator, writer, reporter, blah blah blah. He uh, he, he apologizes uh, at length.
1: He just got fired by NBC, so he's now, uh, he's now available to pick up for yeah, anybody.
0: I'm sorry. I've, I've lost the nut graph. He's been accused by a number of women of inappropriate uh, behavior, sexual behavior, uh, years ago. Um,
1: he asked you to sit on his nut graph.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and he he makes a statement. Uh, the world is now publicly, publicly acknowledging what so many women have long known. Men harm women in the workplace. Uh, it's a positive development, blah, blah, blah. For a long time at ABC News, I was part of the problem. I acknowledge that and I deeply regret it, he goes on, uh, he says, um, the long and short was toward the end of my time at ABC News, I recognized I had a problem, no one had sued me, no one had filed a human resources complaint against me, no colleague had confronted me, but I didn't need a call from HR to know that I was a selfish, immature person who was behaving in a manner that had to stop. For several years around my departure from ABC News, I had weekly counseling sessions to work on understanding the personal issues and attitudes that caused me to behave in such an inappropriate manner. Those who have worked with me in the past decade know that my conduct in subsequent jobs at Time, Bloomberg, NBC News, and Showtime have not been what it was at ABC. I did not engage in improper behavior with colleagues or subordinates, uh, et, cetera, et cetera. So he realized he was pervin, got counseling, he's been clean for a decade. That's interesting. Now, if it's true, it's interesting. Now, in the in the world of parlor moral arguments and talk radio, we could yell back and forth about whether he deserves to lose his job or whether he's clear, clearly a guy who recognized his sins, asked for forgiveness, atoned, worked on it and now he's a better human being. And to me, on that level, it would take the greatest hypocrisy for most of us to not say, ah, he was a bad guy, but now he's a pretty good guy. He, he turned himself around. Uh, he who among you is without f- sin should cast the first stone, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's where I am on this. On the other hand, never forget whether you're talking about Ma- Mark Halperin or, you know, uh, kneeling football players or anybody or else. baseball
1: you've... player with the wacky
0: hair who did the slanted eyes. Yeah. They're entertainers. They're on a TV show. They're in the entertainment business. Mark Halpern is a reporter and a serious one, but he's in the getting eyes and ears business.
1: Every time you turned him on, <clears throat> for a while anyway, especially women, would be hooped out. So he's just too poisonous at this point. He'll write. He can still write. Right. It's not the same thing to check somebody's byline and think, ooh, there he is.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, the very show he was most famous for being on lately, Morning Joe, employs uh, Mike Barnacle, the plagiarist. So, you know. He... And Brian
1: Williams in the evening with a highly oh rated God.
0: cable news show. Brian Williams, the congenital liar. So give it a while for it to pass. Then you got to claw your way back, Mark. Yeah, but I don't. I don't hate a guy like Alpern. Uh, you know, he was perving on women in the workplace, which is really not right. If it's, but he realized it. He says,
1: if, if it's, if that's true. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that at some point he thought, you know, I shouldn't ask younger coworkers to come into my hotel room and sit on my lap
0: <laughs> while <laughs> I'm fully turgid.
1: Yeah, I shouldn't do that. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what made him decide he shouldn't do that to the point that he actually got counseling for it. Without being confronted, according to him.
0: Jack, in my experience, there are some of us who do things that we think, i got to stop doing this. <laughs> um, and uh, and his was, was perving on uh, women at work. If he hasn't done it in
1: 15 years or whatever, you would have to assume that he's he's safe, right?
0: Yeah, and sincere in what he's saying.
1: That's probably why it was so surprising to NBC coworkers if they haven't
0: seen any of that out of him, right? Because he'd been a gent for a uh, uh, going on a decade.
1: I don't know if you're necessarily a gentleman <laughs> because you don't ask women to sit on your erection <laughs> at work.
2: I don't know. You clearly have never
0: been to a gentleman's club. <laughs> well, it's very <laughs> commonplace <laughs> there. <coughs> well, that's that's the difference between not all non pervs are gentlemen, but all gentlemen are non pervs. We're into right. just theoretical territory here, but so okay, <laughs> a
3: right.
1: gentleman's club, gentlemen.
2: You check your top hat right at the door. <laughs> if you didn't bring your monocle, they'll offer you one. It's very classy.
0: I think he needs to apologize categorically to anybody he remembers Pervin on. Um, but beyond that, he's rehabilitated in my in my eyes. Okay. Because as far as I know, as far as I know, he was never beyond what I've heard in terms of his Pervins. Right. And again, I don't approve of it. I don't like it. But if he's been clean for a decade, then I give the guy a second chance. I, I don't his... know. Ladies, am I wrong? Ladies? I
1: bet his wife wasn't pleased to hear this story. Oh, no. No. Did she head for the hills? No. I don't think so. No?
0: no? I must be thinking of the lovely Mrs. Weinstein. He's got his. Who had no idea she was married to a giant pig.
1: Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show.